Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey, short-term rental pros, this is Bill Faith. I want to tell you about a secret weapon that I've been using for quite some time to build my email list. There's nothing that does it faster and also helps us relieve the dependence on the OTAs, Airbnb and VRBO, then StayFi. If you've never heard of StayFi, it's just, it's a platform that connects to your router to where when guests check in, not just the booking guests, but every guest, they log into it to access your Wi-Fi. Just like when you stay at a hotel or you'd walk into a coffee shop. It's super simple, there's no friction, but most importantly, this allows you to grow your email list by your occupancy rate and not just by the booker. So you can do it four times faster, six times faster, or in my case, 10 to 15 times faster. There is a reason that I do 41% direct bookings. It's because I use a platform like StayFi to build my email list so fast, and then I have my 200-day funnel to go in and actually bring them back to stay with me again and again. Impressive, right? So here's the bonus. No contracts needed. All you need to do is use my name, the code Bill, B-I-L-L, for an exclusive 50% off your first three months with StayFi. And this is not just about attracting new guests, it's about transforming one-time visitors into lifelong ambassadors and return guests. So check it out. StayFi, it's my secret weapon, and I want it to be yours as well. Look, to lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com slash bill. That's stayfi.com slash bill. Yep, that's my name, and watch your booking soar. Hey, welcome back to STR Unfiltered. I'm Bill Faith, your host. Today, I've got a very special guest, Mr. Tom Lyons, the Rev Man, one of the top revenue management guys in the entire industry from Casago. Tom, how are you today, my friend? Casago. Great, Bill. How are you? Good. I am doing absolutely fantastic. Um, when we chatted last week, you told me a little bit about your background, which is very diverse and very interesting. So can you kind of go back and start at the beginning? What's led you to this point to be one of the top revenue managers in the short-term rental and hospitality space? Oh, wow. We can go real far back, I guess. So I'll make it really quick. So believe it or not, I was in the, the film industry and uh, I was a script supervisor. So I worked behind the scenes on uh, some shows and some movies, et cetera. So um, I started working part-time in the hotel business. And because of my uh, detailed, because being a script supervisor, you have to know every scene and all the, wherever the props are and everything. Um, I was very detailed oriented. So um, W Hotels took me on into their revenue slash front desk program. And then um, I really excelled at that. So I really helped start opening up a lot of the W's across the country. I went from there to Hilton on their corporate team, on their executive team, and then uh, was with, you know, Greg Cross, who's kind of like, the godfather of uh, revenue management. We like to believe he started revenue management. Marriott says differently, so it just goes back and forth. But uh, so I was there for a long period of time uh, with Hilton. You know, their schooling is amazing. You have to go through a revenue management academy. You don't pass. You don't really get a job with Hilton as a revenue manager. Uh, and those classes are very hard. So unfortunately, a lot of people would not pass that. I was able to you know, do well there and then was able to teach some of the classes as we move forward. 
and I decided I didn't want to keep moving around. So uh, I joined a huge management company in the Midwest. Uh, I oversaw sales and revenue. So I had about 20 revenue managers working for me and a lot of sales managers too. So was in charge of all like the marketing, sales and revenue. But I always found myself venturing back to revenue. So um, was doing great there. Was there a long period of time. And then uh, uh, I was starting to get bored, you know, just like needing something new. And uh, Steve, I came across Steve when I was in Scottsdale and uh, I saw the need for revenue management. I started doing my own Airbnb properties. You know, I had two properties there and they were pretty much the most successful properties in Scottsdale. So it's like, wow, this is great. If we can incorporate some of these into a larger scale, uh, what could we do? So got on board with Steve. I've been there for four years now, put together a lot of their processes, strategies, did a lot of things, you know, had a lot of growing pains of, you know, the systems tell me, no, we can't do this. No, we can't do this. But and now I think we've achieved a lot of the things that at one time were even achievable. So it's been great. And want to just share, you know, my history and experience on revenue management. What is Casago? I call it Casago. I know it's Casago. I'll probably always sure. say it wrong. I, try, I apologize to Steve at VRMA about that, but I had never even heard of Casago until I went to VRMA. I was connected with Steve on LinkedIn, but I really didn't pay attention. What is Casago? Yeah, I think of Casago as more of a community, you know, a, a community of uh, well-knowledged people uh, that want to do great things in a local market um, that might not have the, you know, the overall you know, background to really, you know, from marketing, housekeeping, accounting, revenue management, support they need. So uh, we have a franchise model and then we have our own managed model. So we really started out in Rocky Point, uh, Puerto Penasco, Mexico, grew that. We have about 400 properties down there and then went to Arizona and then other markets. And then now this franchise model is really getting uh, our arm touching just a lot of different markets and uh, being able to, you know, help and support these uh, different markets from, you know, 25 years of experience on myself to kind of show them different ways of pricing strategies, innovative, creative ways of, you know, uh, outperforming the competition is always fulfilling uh, for us and the executive team. That's awesome. Um, you know, I'm excited to have you guys at the conference upcoming in yeah. February. You, you, you know, everybody that I've met, Steve, Katrina, yourself there, you guys are all fabulous people. And that's the thing that I admire the most. All right, let's dive in and let's talk about revenue management. What is it? And if somebody's just like setting up one of our dynamic pricing tools, Price Labs Beyond, Wheelhouse, there's a bunch of them that are out there and kind of setting, setting it and forgetting it. Is that classified cool. as revenue management? Uh, probably not, Bill. So yeah, revenue management, there's a lot of different ways of explaining it. You know, it's getting the best rate at the best price at the right time. Think of it as a rubber band demand and supply. If demand goes up, the rubber band goes up. Elasticity on pricing. So pricing goes up or down based on demand. So uh, we have a perishable product. We can never get back tomorrow. That's why I lose a lot of sleep. So how you price every day. Uh, Tom, you look, you don't lose sleep. You look pretty <laughs> good for being 25. <laughs> Thanks, but yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, you know, um, you know, setting the right price at the right time, uh, having the right price points, you know, what you said about, you know, just setting rates and forgetting about them. 
you know, you could possibly do that when COVID was at its peak, you know, um, 21, 22 was fairly easy for revenue managers in some ways, you know, demand grew, you know, from, you know, 22% in 21. So you can make some, you know, maybe mistakes out there with pricing because demand was outpacing supply. But in today's world where supply has gained a lot of momentum, uh, you know, supply grew last year about 24%. Thought it was going to be on pace to grow in 23, about 13. It's actually growing about 21. So supply is going up in markets. So with that supply, you have to be uh, aware of your competitors. You're aware of, you know, how much new supply is coming to your market and then compared to demand. So you really want to be, you know, always looking at your pricing, always looking at different booking windows. Uh, to come up with the best prices possible for your unit or units. Or and when you use the term booking window, are you talking about like property lead time and market lead time that you're focusing on to manually adjust pricing? Yeah. So, um, you know, last year, 33% of the, the bookings came with four, within 14 days. That's U.S., right? So not every market's that short term. So and plus on bedroom types. So bedroom types change with booking windows, right? So if you're three and four, your booking windows probably between 35 and 60 days, somewhere around there. So understand your booking windows and make sure you're priced right in the booking windows. So we have a tendency because of time crunches, if you're not doing revenue management full time, we'll have a tendency to really micro focus on the last 30 days right or last 14 days we'll make a lot of pricing changes a lot of variations there where that should be tweaking you know 120 days out you know how do you you know beat the market at you know booking windows 120 maybe if you would have tweaked your pricing a little bit there compared to tweaking that drastically within 14 or 21 days you would have got a higher a lot higher rate a lot higher adr and those booking windows. So really, truly understand your booking windows per market, per unit, per bedroom type, and then really, you know, pricing accordingly within those booking windows. So I believe that there's typically a delta around that average lead time, whether it's 14 days, 60 yeah. days, whatever it is, like about 20 days leading into and 20 days yeah. afterwards, right? And so, our, and it sounds like you're kind of in a similar position. I tend to cascade my rates down as I get closer to uh, that average lead time into that, what I, I call really the, the, the green Delta, right. That's feel like that's yeah. where I make my money. Is that something similar? Cause I, I agree a thousand percent. I think people will just kind of wait, wait, wait. They get inside that 14 day, that seven day, and then they just drop their drawers, 25, 30, 35% all yeah. at one time. It's really supposed to be a real general price percent drops, right? If you're really looking at the market, you're not dropping drastically. You're not overreacting to something you might have done further out, right? So maybe 60, 90 days that should have been tweaking a little bit on percentages. And again, depending on your booking window, you might be tweaking price up. You know, that's always a good thing when you can tweak price up compared to tweaking price down. Um, you know, in some markets, you can do that based on supply and demand and, you know, history, et cetera. So just to, it just depends on you know how you want the, the, the you know how the market's being priced what is the demand for those dates you know and you can get the demand by impressions by 
occupied, you know, demand-based comp set, based market, et cetera. And then, you know, knowing what to do based on pickup history, you know, how are you going to price strategize the last, you know, 14 days or 21 days? So that always is a variable too, because you're always changing it. You know, it's not something that's static that you have the same strategy 14 days out for the whole year. Or that makes total days. sense. Yeah. I mean, completely different shoulder season versus peak season. If you're, you know, at a beach property in urban you know, location or, or ski and ski out in Aspen, right? Sure. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you find the, those comp sets? How do you set those? I mean, what, are you using the same technology that most people are using in this industry? Like yeah. key data, price, yeah. Lab, that type of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best way, you, you know, uh, market-based pricing is a really good way to price. That's what, you know, price labs, you know, uh, wheelhouse, uh, beyond does on the market. We like to go a little deeper. We like to go into really comp sets. So we have certain standards we have set up to what makes a competitive set for a unit, right? So there's a threshold of units we'd like to get or properties we like to get into that comp set. There's certain variables, i.e. review scores compared to your review score, uh, making sure properties are not owner blocked or Rates, they're not doing, you know, are too high or too low. So we can understand what their ADRs are, everything else. And then we really actually use uh, a Verbo's uh, market maker to start validating some things with comp sets. Because inside market maker, you have uh, uh, competitive sets and they'll do matches, right? So you'll go into your competitive set. You know, it's pretty much everybody that's listening to this call can do this. Uh, that has a Verbo account with the going that the comp sets and they can see, you know, 98% match or 95%, 90% match. Well, those are matches and that's good for you to know. However, those matches are the same algorithms that they use on impressions with your units. So if somebody is searching X, 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 your property comes up, the likelihood that those properties, i.e., 100% to like 85% are going to be showing up too. That's a true competitive set because the guess is now comparing you to them via, you know, Verbo or via Airbnb or whatever channel they're looking at. So making sure you have that dialed in uh, is really important because you can do the whole market, but the guests might not be comparing you to half of those properties that are in your market-based pricing tool. Big that difference between sense. Cave yeah. Creek, you know, Lower Scottsdale and Tempe or, you know, Glendale, right? Exactly. Exactly. Really trying to get a defined comp set. Really, truly, your competitive setters, you know, properties that are definitely going to show up with your property on a search. Right? What makes up the match, Tom? Is that bedroom count, location, amenities, yeah. what, what pricing? What yeah, goes they, into the match? Sure. They, they have different algorithms, so we call them the secret sauces that they don't give away. But again, a lot of the same stuff you talked about, uh, cancellation rules, you know, uh, location, uh, review count, you know, all that stuff comes into play for their, you know, their search when it comes to your unit being compared to what units are being brought up with your unit. And again, it's always good for you to search that, you know, going on to like Verbo or Airbnb, put down, you know, certain things that, 
you think will sh your properties show up and then really look at the other properties that show up with you, you know. Which so a is lot of people will ask, you're using, you know, Verbo to identify these comp sets. Do you take that information and apply to Airbnb as well? Or do you? Yeah, we do something similar. Now, we have a different tool we then use that. When we pick comp sets out, we use a different tool that interfaces into our system that we truly can get true competitive sets, what management company it came from, what's their ADR, what's their occupancy is for the year. We can really dial it in after we start picking these units. So then we can actually put them into our system, which actually can price based on percent up or down. Now, sometimes we don't use that uh, tool, but you can actually set it and say, okay, I want to be 10% above my competitors. I want to be 10% below. I want to be 5%, et cetera. So the price will automatically go up or down based on the comp set. So, you know, you're really getting a good way of pricing in your marketplace because those are your true competitors. So really, it sounds like you're a, you're a data analyst. I mean, the research part is really the most important part. The execution of moving the actual pricing is really fairly easy, right? Well, yeah, it takes a lot of time, Bill, um, to set up comp sets because you're spending a lot of really diving in. I like to be zero focused when we do that. And when you add them in, then you you know that time is well worth, and you really don't have to do it every. You do a quarterly review, make sure somebody doesn't have in the comp set, make sure somebody doesn't have like owner block for 30 days or 60 days, stuff like that. You can pull them in, pull them out if you need to, but it's real beneficial. You'll definitely see revenue growth by doing it. And then you can always, from a performance perspective, we really look at performance, right? We call RevPAR, RevPAR penetration index. So, you know, we have standards that we want to be you know, 120% above the competitor's competition. So 100% would be your fair share, i.e. if the rep Paul was $100 and you're getting 100, you got your fair share. And then anything above that, you're, you're beating your competition and share. So that's the next step we do is look at that compared to the competitor's history to come up with, you know, are we are gaining share? Are we losing share? Why are we, you know? So you have a good, you know, dive in a good nugget to then say, okay, if we're down and share to these properties, why, you know, is there a pricing issue? Is there something else? Right. Um, there's, is there too much in fees or cancellation is off? You know, we can really look into minimum length to stay too. Like, you know, our competitors are doing the owner of a, a certain unit wants us to do a three night minimum while the comp competitions do two. So you're missing out on that demand. Plus, you're missing out on one of my favorite things to do is length of state pricing. So you're kind of missing out on some length of state pricing right. opportunities. So you've talked about nightly minimums. We've talked about market lead time. We've talked about bedroom count, or, you know, kind of everything that leads into the match that you're talking about. But there's one thing that's kind of a hot topic right now. I haven't heard you mention. I want your opinion on cleaning fees. <laughs> are, you, are you seeing the adjustment or elimination of cleaning fees? impact like rankings and also, you know, positive increase in ADR. Yeah. So that's a, it's a definitely a touchy subject. It's a top subject frame of mind of myself. I have been talking about this for, you know, being from the hotel industry. So we don't want to push share to the hotels based on fees. 
So, you know, really understanding your comp set and what their fees are compared to yours, you know, from uh, housekeeping fees, if you have damage waivers, you have booking fees, and really total price paid is a really big factor of booking because we know guests really don't value fees. They value price though. So if the price is a little higher, they're going to perceive that as a better experience on that property. They won't value the fees though. So there's no value to it. So if your fees are higher than your competitors, you definitely want to revisit that and really look at certain ways or strategic ways to try to get your fees down. I know for some management companies and for some owners, that's hard because there's a profitable uh, revenue generators for these property managers. So, you know, understanding there has to be a balance, you know, if you do X, will you get X more revenue? So there has to be a balance and there has to be evaluations going on consistently when it comes to that. I think you're the first person in this industry I've ever had a discussion that has brought that up. And it's really the psychology and the type of buyer, right? So yeah. if you're $500 a night and I'm $500 a night and you are $500 a night with zero fees, but I'm $400 a night with $100 in fees, regardless if it's a cleaning fee, a management fee, an HOA fee, you know, a damage fee, the value-based buyer probably won't pay attention to the difference. They're just going to book whichever property they like better. But the price-conscious buyer totally. is going to crush me and go with you every single time. And I think that psychology is really overlooked by the PMs, the co-hosts, and the owners in general because they don't understand the six different buyer types. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And you have to know the buyer types. Also, you know, COVID, you know, with COVID, it created more savvier customers, okay? They became more seasoned. So when their first few bookings, you know, maybe their first time on Airbnb, et cetera, or Verbo, uh, they weren't maybe not in tune to the fees, right? As much um, as they were. So what, what was happening is maybe you could get by with some of that. As they became more savvier and understand they can filter uh, total price paid, they can do a lot of other things with fees, and fees are a big subject where they know with hotel share for, you know, we know, believe it or not, the, you know, short-term vacation rentals are still growing share off of the hotels. You know, there was a downturn. Now it's starting to balance out, but, you know, the customer is very savvy today compared to, you know, even six months ago, a year ago on these different fees. And they really, uh, it's definitely a part of their, buying decisions. Right. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. This is incredible information. I could talk with you for two hours. Well, yeah, for sure. About this stuff. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Maybe when you come to the conference, we're going to sit down and have a bottle, nice bottle. Well, of yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to talk for money. Sure. Yeah. So what are the, the two or three things specifically, and not really property manager focused, but let's talk about like new co-hosts, new owners. What are the first two to three things they should dial in to really get started in the revenue management side? If they're if they're just getting a dynamic pricing tool and just setting high minimum low rate, setting aggression level, they're done. What should they really be paying attention yeah, to? Yeah, you know, really first, you really doing a deep dive on your property, um, you know, or properties, you know, really analyzing the whole market they're going into, 
understanding supply, we, again, we don't talk enough about how much supply has affected pricing so much, you know, you know just going on a quick soapbox is that, you know, we know supply went up that 26% in 2022. Well, it didn't affect you that much in 22, but that supply really affected 23 when it came because there, there's all this new supply. So really affected the overall year, right? That's why, you know, demand's slightly down, but supply is so far up, that's really affected revenues in a lot of markets. So really understanding supply in a marketplace, understanding who your true competitors are for that unit, putting together a 12-month forecast for that unit, and you could always go to a rolling forecast that's a rolling 12 consistently. And really then from there, looking at, you know, what are trends, what are pickup in a marketplace, you know, whatever tools you're utilizing to come up with some pricing, general pricing, base pricing to have that. And then what are your expectations for that unit, you know, and, and having that good, com you know, competitive data to review and have some type of pricing, for, you know, for something you know, if it's the market or if it's through AirDNA or through competitors, have something that guides you through pricing. What I mean by that is, you know, if, if it's pulling up your one bed, even just one bedrooms in your market that, you know, you, you don't, you can't break it down by premium, et cetera, but it's giving one bedroom rate. At least that's some type of guideline for you to see what's going on in the market. But then, you know, we go to real extreme, but, you know, having some type of, you know, don't just, my gut says, you know, this should be the rate, you know, because you could be leaving a lot of rate on the table or losing a lot in probability factor occupancy. That is awesome stuff, Tom. I, I appreciate you spending a half an hour with me and, and going over this and kind of giving just the introduction to revenue management. If you guys really want to dominate your revenue management, make sure you get to Nashville February 5th through the 8th. Come see Tom. John on, Emil Sakal, they're going to be crushing a pre-workshop on Monday, February 5th. Four hours of revenue management with these three experts. It's going to be insane. Forever grateful for you, Tom. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving with you and your family. And uh, I will Thank talk you. to you very soon. Take care, Bill. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. For those of you out there in the SCR Unfiltered Nation, make sure you get to scrwealthconference.com. Get your tickets. Sign up for the Revenue Management Workshop on Monday. Check out Tom. He is one of the best in the industry. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Happy hosting, everybody. The STR Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Markham ASTR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to Markham ASTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit marketmystr.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's marketmystr.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with MarketMySTR. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered. 
where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit.